Hello, friends, and welcome. You're listening to Unscripted Sex Ed, the podcast, where we talk about navigating sexuality as a young adult. From figuring out answers to the questions we've had since middle school and high school to exploring the narratives that have shaped American beliefs and values about how we experience our bodies, relationships, gender, and pleasure, we're your hosts, Courtney. And Mallory, we're good friends and sexuality educators diving into these conversations. So pull up a chair, get comfy, and let's dive in. Well, hello, friend. Hello, hello. Hey. So what um, are we going to start diving into today? So this has been coming up a lot for us in our little chitty chats uh, but birth control, because mm-hmm. who doesn't have questions about birth control or like who actually has information about birth control, right? Like There's this so many. big thing, so many things that you just don't know about, but mm-hmm. you're always pushed towards it, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought just to start off before we really dive into our own personal experiences, what birth control methods are there? So the easiest way to break it down is into two categories. One is called hormonal birth controls. So these are the methods that you go to your doctor for. They prescribe you something. Something's inserted into your body. Those are your hormonal ones. And then there are barrier methods. So these are the ones that you can usually go to any kind of store and get condoms, uh, anything like that, internal condoms, external condoms. Um, Mm -hmm. Those are the methods that block something from going into your body such as the semen that carries the sperm that is needed to create a pregnancy Mm -hmm. so just like a quick short rundown of the two different kinds um that we may be touching on we may just focus on one kind but you shall see where this podcast goes (laughs) now courtney our statistician right that's the word yeah yeah our stat girl was really what i was gonna say but you know (laughs) (laughs) that's a real real, uh, title it's a real term yes courtney is the best at finding like your your hardcore facts to back up what we're saying so we're gonna go over to courtney now for our our stats on birth control yeah so um i think both of us are Mostly focusing on hormonal birth control. Um, so these stats are specific to those different types of hormonal birth control, like the pill or a patch. Um, maybe <laughs> that's not quite as common yeah. as the pill. Um, <laughs> what I found is that over 99% of people who are have a uterus, of those who are trying to not get pregnant, um, will use some form of hormonal birth control at some point during their reproductive life. So, But also, like, yeah. over 99%, why not just say 100? Like, where where is the... <laughs> I mean, it's still, like, less than 1% is still probably... It's still, like, a significant number of people when you take it out of percentage terms. Mm. And you just, like, this is the straight number of people. We're not trying to compare it to others. Like, mm-hmm. it's still... A good amount of people, yeah. um, several thousand, if not tens of thousands of people, are not using any form of hormonal birth control at any point during their life. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. Right. That's it's sometimes a little wild to think about, and that's like at any point during reproductive life. So that's we consider that ages fifteen to forty nine. Um, 
And so that's a huge number of years, a huge amount of a life. Um, just so a few. At some point, <laughs> right? We're just talking like, at some point, someone used it at once. Um, mm-hmm. So very, very broad. Um, but of those, like, 99%, um, and this is specifically in the U.S., by the way, for those, if someone's listening and they're not in the U.S., um, this is U.S. specific. Of those people, though, about 38% will start using some form of hormonal contraception between the ages of 15 and 19 years old. And so that's really young when we think about it. Like, we're talking about, like, the very first few years. Um, you're still going through puberty. You're oh still Oh, my gosh, so much is it. happening. <laughs> yeah. And that's when a lot of people, like, 38% is a large percentage of people um, mm-hmm. who are starting some form of contraception. So, right, and part of why we also wanted to talk about contraception is that we're noticing a trend um, in our little corner of the internet um, where the conversations um, for those who are in their, like, mid to late 20s, um, and I think, you know, a little bit older as well into the 30s, uh, but specifically a lot around mid to late 20s is coming off of birth control, hormonal birth oh control, um, talking about the different side effects of hormonal birth control that people are experiencing, um, and just the whole realization that there is a whole wide world of knowledge out there about how hormonal birth control affects bodies and can affect everybody's body differently. Mm-hmm. Um, that is never discussed mm-hmm. um, when talking about options for contraception or what coming off of hormonal birth control could look like. Yes. Um, and reasons why people come off hormonal birth control. Yes. Um, and not, More than just making babies. Right. It's like, and not strictly yeah. about, like, they are ready to try and conceive and have a child. No, like, there are different reasons. Your body is doing certain things that you're like, what the hell? Or you're like... Oh, you know, I have been feeling very manic for a while now. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have done our own research separately together to figure out the whys. Essentially, <laughs> like, why is this happening? Why are we experiencing this? And we're like, oh, my gosh, if we're questioning this, mm-hmm. there has to be more people who are like, yeah, why? Mm-hmm. So here we are with all of you today. To talk about our journeys, our experiences. Yeah. Courtney, you want to dive in? Sure. Are you ready to share your experiences with birth control? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I started a hormonal birth control. I started a pill, the pill, um, and it was a combo pill. And for those who have no idea what the heck I just said, um, (laughs) it's almost like... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, a combo pill is um, both estrogen and progesterone, um, which are the two dominant, uh, Mm -hmm. typically called female hormones, um, that really affect menstrual cycles. And so, yeah, I started with a combo pill, which is pretty standard. A lot of people will start off there. A lot of doctors, um, especially if they're prescribing to somebody who's young, start start off with a low-dose pill. Um, And I was 18 when I started my birth control. So I started because I had noticed that my periods were actually becoming more irregular. 
And I stopped having a period for like four months before I went on um, the pill. And <laughs> I, I remember, right, there's no period happening for four months. You're 18. Um, oh, yes. My automatic thought and like worry was, oh my goodness, I'm pregnant. Um, mm-hmm. Normal reaction. Thank you, society. Yes. Yeah. Super normal reaction. Um, but I went to my doctor and, like, I knew I wasn't pregnant. I'd taken pregnancy tests at that point. Um, so, yeah, the main reason I went was I wasn't having a period. And I had finished my first year of college. And so, right, like, a lot of lifestyle changes happen mm-hmm. in the first year of college. Um, I was not working out. Like, I'd never worked out, but, like, I was, like, studying constantly. And when I wasn't studying, I was, like, just chilling with friends. Um, I was eating the cafeteria food, which is not great. It's not high-quality food. No, um, it's not. Also, 18 and have free range to make all of your own nutritional decisions. And so I probably wasn't eating the best Um that was 10 years ago. I'm like, I can't honestly remember. But it wasn't great quality food, and I probably wasn't making all the right decisions anyway. <laughs> and it's just, As we all experience. As we do. <laughs> right? And, like, super high amounts of stress because of school. Yes. Um, because I had other life happening. And so, actually, and then I went abroad. Um, I went to Ecuador right after my freshman year for a month. And so I remember I didn't have it in Ecuador. I didn't have it for like the month after. And I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, that's just weird. Okay. But traveling internationally. Right. The stress of the change and oh, environment. So change. And, yes. and things yeah. constantly happening. Um, and then realized maybe, maybe it's not just that. Um, so I went to my doctor and we had a little chat and she actually brought up to me, she's like, well, you could potentially have PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, because you're showing a lot of, like, most of the classic symptoms, like, just a little checklist here. Um, so we're going to put you on birth control and that should, like, clear everything up and regulate your periods. Which is a very common, common, Mm -hmm. like, misconception, because Mm -hmm. that's not what birth control does. Um, It's not just, it's not regulating a period. It's kind of, like, if you are having issues with regularity, or you think you may have PCOS and you're experiencing other symptoms, right, like, that's like a puddle of water, and you're like, oh my goodness, (laughs) it's it's all kind of messy, and uh, and birth control comes in with like a little bridge over it 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 just kind of skips over what is going on in your body um with all of those extra hormones um and synthetic hormones so Mm -hmm. yeah so i was on that for about 18 months and then got actually a migraine um which was not common for me i'd never had one before i've never had one since actually and I had a migraine with auras, so there's little, like, floating things in your vision. Um, and so that was alarming to me. And so I went back to my doctor and was like, hey, that's not normal. What's going on? And we were discussing, ended up discussing my birth control. And Well, my birth control, because it was a combo pill, it had extra estrogen in it. 
And my body was still producing its own estrogen. And so my system was having too much estrogen, which contributed to the migraine. And so at that point, I'm still in college. Um, And so we started talking about other options. And um, we got to the IUD, which um, was Mirena. And so it was progesterone only. And and Courtney, can you tell us what IUD stands for? Oh, yeah. It is interuterine device. So it's this little tiny little T-shaped plastic device that a doctor or whoever provider has to insert into the uterus. So all the way up to the top of the uterus where it meets the two fallopian tubes and it just sits there and hangs out there for in my case, like five years, because mine was hormonal. There are non-hormonal ones that can hang out longer. Um, But mine was hormonal, so it was about five years. And, right, like, how how do you come to that decision as a 20-year-old that you're going to have a device put into you and it's going to chill there for five years? It's almost like picking a college and figuring out which college is right for you or what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Right? (laughs) Yeah, but I knew because the combo pill had estrogen and it was clearly having negative side effects to that, I was like, okay, so I have to go with progesterone only, no estrogen. And I was traveling abroad a lot. Um, At this point, I knew I was going to be heading out to Tanzania for four months. And for those who are like, I have no idea what that is, (laughs) geography, Um, that's East Africa, And so I was chilling out in East Africa for four months. Um, So as you can imagine, I don't have a pharmacy out there. (laughs) I had no way to be able to get monthly pills, like pill packets Mm -hmm. or, you know, Nuva rings or anything like that. And I already had to take a whole bunch of drugs with me. Um, When you travel to developing nations, you take your own pharmacy. I just didn't want to uh, have to add the pill or anything well, to yeah. it. And if you're gone for four months, like there's no like, hey mom, can you just come drop this off <laughs> in, right. a, in a yeah. month and I'll see you there? Like, okay. <laughs> um, so that was a huge like contributing factor. I was like, knowing my lifestyle, and that's like a big thing about when you're choosing what contraception might be right for you, is considering lifestyle also completely transparent i was you know 18 to 20 taking the pill at 20 i knew i was not reliable enough i was not taking it every day at the same exact time um and so i was just like i don't even want to have to worry or think about it Mm -hmm. and then my doctor was also like hey you could end up not having a period at all and i was like oh my goodness that sounds amazing like that is glorious um so (laughs) that's what i did and i loved my iud it worked out great for me um it was the right choice for me and my body um fast forward several years um actually up to a couple of five five years five years (laughs) yeah um well so five years pass and I go hey I call Planned Parenthood and they're like hey um is it time it's time to you know have this removed and a new one put in um because I liked it so much I was I wanted to continue and then they told me actually it just got approved for two more years you can leave it in 
So I actually stayed on mine for seven years. Double check with a provider. Don't yes. quote me on this, okay? Yeah. Um, each person please. reacts differently. <laughs> each doctor and medical provider feels differently about the length of time. Yeah, um, they're going to have their a own lark, that That's what these are called, LARCs, mm-hmm. so long-acting reversible contraceptives, should be in the body. Mm-hmm. Um, lucky for Courtney, she got an extra two years out of hers. Yeah. She is a lucky ducky, so <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> always not, check. Yeah, that's not right for everybody. Um, so yeah, fast forward to only a couple of months ago um, when I decided to have it removed and to actually come off of birth control, uh, hormonal birth control entirely. Um, and you'll hear, we will go on that journey of what it is like coming off of hormonal birth control um, at another time. But I will say, mm-hmm. like, I did it for those reasons that are not that have nothing to do with becoming pregnant um this is a common theme that is starting to come up of i was on hormonal birth control and without a period for 10 years straight and so i got to a point of i really just want to know what my body actually is like um I want to know what it's like when it's not in hormonal chaos like it was 10 years ago when I started hormonal birth control. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of want to figure out what my natural cycle and what this is going to look like um, as an adult. And now that I'm through puberty um, and in an adult body. So, yeah, we will check in and oh, for sure. Happy to share more of my story and journey um, about coming off of hormonal birth control and all of the wonderful and fun things I'm learning along the way. Uh, because <laughs> you never know how much you don't know <laughs> until you start going through it. So it's um, it's a ride, and we'll keep you updated. But Mallory, yes. what about you? What is what have your experiences been? Um. So. Courtney had an easy journey, and I mean that in the sense that yeah, she tried two. two. <laughs> she had two methods and was like, bing, bang, boom, here's my winner. Um, I joke that I have tried almost every single one, um, or one in each category, because I have. I am part of that 38% that started taking birth control at 15, Um or I, no, I excuse me. I had just turned sixteen. I had a boyfriend that I knew that we were going to be engaging in mm-hmm. some sort of sexual activity. Um, condoms were briefly talked about in school, so it was like, well, that's not really my job to worry about. Like that's his job, but my mm-hmm. job is birth control because that's what everyone does to make <laughs> sure you definitely don't get pregnant, right? Like that whole it's condoms on the girl. Are the responsibility of all parties. Uh, yes. Yes, let's make that clear. Everybody yeah. involved is responsible for not passing an STI or mm-hmm. not getting somebody pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I started with birth control pills, Yaz, to be specific. Mm-hmm. Um, before, this was like a few months before they were like, no, 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 we can't give people Yaz because it, it's really not oh, good. Yeah. I remember that yeah. right now. Yep. Yeah. And when I started taking Yaz, I got headaches and migraines like every single day which Mm -hmm. migraines were somewhat normal for me but not consistently so on top Mm -hmm. of taking a birth control pill every day I was also taking Advil ibuprofen something to Mm. you know take care of the pain of a headache and that doesn't work well with birth control they don't Mm -mm. recommend that 
especially every single day. Um, so went back to my doctor. was like, I can't do this. This is terrible. I had a doctor who wasn't listening to me, um, also judged and shamed me as a 16-year-old asking for birth control with my mom in the room with me. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I know. That's just and it, way too common of an experience. It's that so share. common. And it really messes you up for, like, future doctor endeavors, really. Mm-hmm. And conversations, um, yeah. Yeah. And my mom kept directing the doctor, like, no, 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 she's here to talk to you about this. I'm here for support. No, she's here to talk to you about this. I'm here for support. Um, hey, so mom. kudos to mama. Uh, but yeah, the doctor put me on a different birth control pill. Um, I think I took a week of it and stopped because I was like, no, no this is ridiculous. Um, I think that relationship ended. So I wasn't on birth control because I was like, I don't want pills. I don't know what else is out there. Because again, I didn't get stellar sex education like <laughs> Courtney did. So I wasn't completely aware. Um, I think my sister ended up getting a nuva ring and i was like "Ooh, what is this so then i went mm, back to the doctors mm. this had to have been like my senior year of high school or freshman year of college was like can i have a nuva ring i've heard great things cool thing about the nuva ring that i found was you can leave it in for four weeks so you don't get a period if you don't want a period and okay. then you just take it out and then put a new ring in yeah, because that's, like, not yeah. always explained. It's usually, like, you put it in for three weeks, mm-hmm. take, out a, take out the ring, let yourself have a period, yes. and then insert a new one at the end yes. of the fourth week. Yes. Yeah, so I don't... I had a doctor who told me that. I know it was a doctor. I don't know who. I don't know when this happened. See, I've had so many birth control experiences that I'm like, what is time? <laughs> um, but I had the Nuvering. It was really funny because my sister and I essentially had the same exact prescription. We just had to make sure her box was like what where she was pulling her mm-hmm. ring from was her name. And where I was pulling mine from oh, was my sure. ring. <laughs> and this was during the time where Nuvering had to be in the fridge. So what? Hold on. Yes. I never knew that it had to be in the fridge. Yes. Yes. See, so, you learn something new every day. I know. If you go with the generic brand today, they'll tell you that it has to be in the fridge, but like the norm or the name brand NuvaRing, mm-hmm. not normal, name brand, um, can just kind of hang out in like a cool, dark place. But this was when NuvaRing had to be in the fridge. So my sister and I had a lot of fun with my brother and my dad. They are <laughs> wonderful men. Um... We like to think it made them better for, you know, all the women that may come in their life. Um, (laughs) But there were times that we put it in spots where my dad was like, are you kidding me? Please move this. And we had enough fridges. Like we had Mm -hmm. one in the house, a garage fridge. Like there were Mm -hmm. fridges everywhere. Um, But he's like, put it in the garage. I don't want to see this. Please put it away. I get it. Like you're being safe. I get it. But somewhere else, please. (laughs) Oh, what a dad move. I know. Oh, he's such he's such an amazing dad, but it was just fun to like find those little moments. Anyway, um, was using that freshman, sophomore year of college, along with like condoms and stuff like everyone mm-hmm. uses. Um, then I had someone I was engaging with sexually pull my Nuva ring out of my vagina and was like, what is this? And I'm like, well, that's my birth control. I need you Mm -hmm. to put that back in so I don't get pregnant because I'm not ready for a child and I don't want a child. 
do you want a child? <laughs> and they were very much like, no, 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 no. How, how do I, how do I? And they just fumbled. And I was like, just, just give it to me and I will put it back in. Because NuvaRing can be kind of tricky to put mm-hmm. in if you're not used to it. Uh, for people who do use the ring and are looking for a tip, use a tampon applicator to insert it into mm. your vagina. So Makes easy. Sense. So simple. Or if you have a squatty potty, I have found that using that has been very helpful to get the right angle and to get it in perfectly. Yeah, I was but, about to say, it just like gets you all mm-hmm. position uh, for easy insertion. Yes. Yeah. Yes, highly recommend for tampon usage too. It's just like bing, bang, yeah. boom, you're good. Perfect. It's um, all about so the angles. It's all about, isn't it? It's all, all the about time. The angles. You never know. You okay. don't know until you know. <laughs> Um, and then for some reason, I was like, I'm going to try something different or NuvaRing just wasn't as easy for me to get in college. So I went to a clinic off campus and got, uh, the depo shot. So this Mm, is a shot mm -hmm. you get in your arm or your butt. It lasts for three months or like 11 to 13 weeks. Yeah. And then you just get a new shot. The shot. Yes. If you've ever, like, oh, I have the shot, and you're not sure what Depo is, it's Depo is the the name of the drug. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So this was one that I was like, this is great. This is awesome. I don't need to worry about anything. Nobody's going to pull anything out of my body. Like, I have complete control. Mm -hmm. Um, Wasn't bad. Clearly, it doesn't sound like it wasn't great either. No, it wasn't. And I think it was more the clinic people. Again, if you have a bad experience, it really sticks with you. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I I know I wasn't, like, my normal self on that, meaning, like, mm-hmm. I wasn't happy. Um, everything just had, like, a, a rain cloud around it, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and my body had changed significantly. Mm-hmm. Um and I was an athlete in college, so it was very hard for me to be doing my normal things with a changing body. And I was like, whoa, I have no control over this because of the hormones that were in the birth control. Yeah. Um, that's actually like a really common th- yes. theme, um, almost regardless of what type of uh, yes. birth control is being used, um, whether it's, you know, even just a combination or the mm-hmm. levels of hormones is that there can be a whole host of side effects um, that range from, like, mood to, like, really big physical changes in the body as well. Um, And we just, again, those are things that aren't talked about Mm -hmm. when you're sitting down with a provider and they're Mm -hmm. recommending a form of hormonal birth control. It's a wild, wild ride. Oh, it's so wild, as you can tell by my story. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I was on Depo up until summer of my junior year. Um, I was getting ready to study abroad in Budapest. Highly recommend going to Budapest, Hungary. Um, But they were like, well, the time that you would get the shot to the time that you would be coming home doesn't match up, so we need to give Mm. you something else. And I was like, okay, how about an IUD? And they're like, well, how we work with IUDs is that we put it in and then you come back like a month later so we can check to make sure that it's still going okay for you. Which is standard. Yes. And it's really just to make sure that you're comfortable with it and mm-hmm. that it's still in the position that it's it supposed be. to be in. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and I was like, okay. <laughs> They're like, how about NuvaRing? And I was like, okay. I mean, NuvaRing was great. It worked awesome for me. I was just looking for something more um, long, long acting that mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about, that I could set it, forget it and be fine. Um, lucky for me, I had a fridge. I was able to keep it in the temperature it needed to be in the plane ride there. Um, so that worked out fine. So I was on that until, oh man, forever it seemed like, since I was like 24. Um, and then I was like, I'm gonna try something new because apparently that's what I do with birth control. <laughs> <laughs> I just test out everything. Um, so I, it's just completely valid. Like if you feel like it's time for a change, then go spend some time for a change and talk to a provider. Yeah. So I had a great doctor. I was comfortable with them. They were amazing. Um, I was like, Hey, I'm thinking about the implant and she's like, great. Awesome. Let me give you all the information. Um, so the implant is like a matchstick size, rod essentially that goes in your bicep um so they use like this cool I thought it was cool but I'm into things like this (laughs) like a staple remover type thing that slides it under the skin they numb the area Mm -hmm. they make sure you're numb beforehand um, and then they slide that in and then you're good to go for three to five years um I had major (laughs) intense bruising to the point where my entire arm from my shoulder mm-hmm. to like the middle of my forearm was completely bruised. I also bruise very easily. If you talk to anybody who played the cross with me or my <laughs> family, they'll be like, "You are a peach." So of course that <laughs> happened to you. <laughs> and I was like, but "Yeah." That sounds, that sounds intense. Like, ooh. yeah, yeah. Which I was surprised because they just used like lidocaine. Maybe don't quote me on that. But they use like yeah. some numbing thing. Put the shot in, and then it was very much. Like, it seemed very seamless to put the rod in me. So it didn't Mm -hmm. seem like it was this big, terrible thing that the bruise on my arm showed. (laughs) Um, So that was some concern to some people. And they were like, what in the, are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just my new birth control. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was okay for a bit. Um, If you ask my partner, he will say that it is a shock that we are where we are now um, because my emotions were all over the place. And I would have very high highs. Everything was great. Everything was awesome. And then immediately everything was terrible. It was very, very, very low. Um, There was numb. And I was just like, well, I have some time on it. I guess we'll see what happens. And my partner was very much like this isn't good for you. There are changes here that are not Mm -hmm. good. I mean, I had no sex drive. I was not interested in anything. Like, nothing was good. Like, Mm -hmm. this is, like, the worst thing that you want to happen to you while you're trying to, you know, do something that you think is good for your body and and for what you need. Um, And we had some long conversations. Like, I scheduled um, this to be removed at Planned Parenthood do you want to come with me? And he was like, yes, let's go. We'll (laughs) celebrate after. This is awesome. Um, So we went to Planned Parenthood. Yes, Courtney and I were working (laughs) together. I think this was a few days after my birthday, too. So I was like, hey, birthday present to myself. 
Yes, you, you both were very excited. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was a game changer. Um, and I got removed, and they were like, hey, do you want another option for birth control? And I was like, no. No, I'm going to see what my body does. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fast forward four months. Yeah, about four months. And I was still in the same place. <laughs> Mm. mentally hormonally nothing was happening nothing mm-hmm. was changing my mood wasn't changing and it um, does take several months for body yes. or it can take several months for bodies to re-regulate after coming off birth control so like four months yeah sounds like a really t- long time and like living it i'm sure it was a super long time Forever. Um, right but like it's not out of the realm of uncommon or like mm-hmm. common experiences yeah. Yeah, and um, so I decided for myself, this is just Mm -hmm. me, do not take this advice, this is just what I did (laughs) for me, Um, I decided to go back on the NuvaRing, got Mm -hmm. a prescription for that, um, and was starting to feel normal again, quote unquote normal, Um, my normal, or... It was a little more even, evened out. Yes, things were lighter. Things were happy again. I wasn't so stuck in my head. There wasn't so much anxiety or depression around things. And and I was laughing again. Super common mood disorders that come up with hormonal Mm -hmm. birth controls. Uh, A lot of people experience increased anxiety and depression. I mean, I know I personally also experienced increased anxiety. So, yeah. Yeah, so super it common. Was, it's not all in your head, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I was on NuvaRing up until last month, um, and I can definitely tell a difference without birth control in my system. Mm-hmm. So, like Courtney, I am not off birth control. So, Mel, a takeaway from today. What what would be your takeaway? What do you want um, people to well, know? Aside from the you don't know until you know sort of thing, um, (laughs) definitely that it's a journey. I mean, what's going to work for you might not work for your sister, your best friend, whoever it might be. Um, And sometimes you have to try a few different things out before (laughs) you find the one that you like the most or the one that you keep going back to. So Mm -hmm. it's okay if something doesn't work for you. Try, try again if you want to. Mm Mm-hmm. What about you, Courtney? What's your one takeaway? My takeaway from today, I'm going to reiterate that, like, yes, it's absolutely a journey. um, And there's no one right way to do it. Yes. Um, And if not using any form of hormonal birth control is something that you want to do and you want to explore, I encourage you to make sure that medically you're good to go Mm -hmm. um, to do that. And then... Yeah, feel free to embrace also, you know, not having to be on hormonal birth control. Yeah. Do you, boo. Do you. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.